Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is bonus episode number 15. I am fucking stoked to be bringing you this conversation. Um, Huge fan of this band, huge fan of the Australian music scene. This episode, I have Jake from Between You and Me. It was a fucking great time talking with him. It was so much fun to talk about the music scene, the new music that they've got, some of the old music that they've got, the evolution of the band, uh, the growth and maturity that they've seen, and, you know, peeled back the curtain on some of the music industry stuff, including, like, how expensive it is and difficult it can be for an Australian band to get to the States. And it doesn't just apply to Australian bands, but uh, obviously he has first-hand knowledge in that. So... Um, It's a really dope conversation. I'm stoked to be bringing it to you guys. So let's dive in. This is my conversation with Jake from Between You and Me. Um, So yeah, to kick things off, though, I do start with the same boring ass question every time, simply because I've never forced myself to come up with a better one. Uh, (laughs) Simple introduction, man. (laughs) Who are you? A little bit of background on yourself. Uh, uh, I'm JT. I sing in Between You and Me, I guess. I guess that's my... It's my title. Yeah. And um a bit about me. Damn. Uh the band's been going for about seven years now. Um and still hoping to take over the world. Just yeah. not quite there yet, you know. <laughs> well, and you know, again, coming from someone that lives in the States but loves the Australian music scene, like I've had Michaela on a few times, which we can talk about uh from yours truly. You know, I've talked to Banks Arcade. I've talked to all these incredible artists from there. And the number one issue is obviously touring the world, right? Like, Mm. sure, I can get my music out because of digital streaming. But to get out and see all these places is still such a fucking challenge. It's tough. It's tough just because, like, you kind of need to win the lottery to be able to afford to go to all the places you want to go to. Like, for us, anyway, like our main market happens to be the states and it's like just 20 grand to get us all over there before the tour even starts so it's just money lost every time dude and and nobody i say nobody but you know casual listeners don't understand that you know there's so much more to it's not just buying a a plane ticket right like yeah it's so much more i have visas it's you know yeah it is flights it's transport for a whole month it's accommodation it's living (laughs) yeah yeah it's insane it is and you know that's one of the things i preach to to everybody that listens to the podcast or that i come in contact with when it comes to the music scene like the tip jar is there literally so that you guys can eat that night like it's not free money it's not whatever like everything else peeling back the curtain a little bit because like you know sometimes people like oh band like i love this band um they must be raking it in they must have so much money. <laughs> Why do they have a yeah. tip jar? <laughs> yeah. No, it, and that's the the thing though. Like, like you said, 20 grand, you know, and we're probably a little off on that number, but not much. You guys just went through it to schedule uh the tour that we're gonna talk about, you know, 20 grand off the bat, like 
when you start breaking that shit down to the small percentage of ticket sales that you get, the percentage of your own merch that you've already had to pay for up front as well. Like, yeah, there's just like just compiling costs. Yeah. But lucky, lucky we could still get away with doing it for the love of it. Hey, right. <laughs> right. No, that that's Don't the thing. have any I mean, ultimatums at the, at the moment. Right. But that's the thing for, for a band like you guys, especially, you know, like you said, pushing seven, honestly, coming up on almost eight years, I think for you guys yeah, to be yeah. able to be in this position where, you know, obviously it's not Justin Bieber, you know, you're not touring for free and making millions yeah. and millions of dollars, but you know, the, the name recognitions there, it's, I want to say it's comfortable, but not in the sense that like people need to think about, uh, they don't have to do anything else. Like, no, it, it's comfortable because like some of the stresses are covered, you know, streaming yeah. does help some of that issue. Yeah. Um, for independent bands, for sure. But like, right. uh, you know, I don't know about like, you know, other, other bands deals or whatever, but obviously very band to band label to label. Um, but streaming these days, you can't even really rely on that as a source of income right it's all being <laughs> to, you know the label out of your percentage but we don't have to talk about sad label stuff i feel no. like i just ramp on about this crap all the time no no that that's totally fine and i i guess the point i was trying to make is you know streaming is great by all means fans should still do that mm. But the more for now that we're independent, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but the more important thing is, you know, this tour that we're going to talk about. You guys are coming over in April. Like, get out to shows because it is expensive as fuck to do this. Yeah. So, like, don't wait for oh they'll be back around. Like, we don't know that. Don't wait until we come to your exact town because that will never happen. There's always, you know, there's always oh, the you didn't I come can't... to this Walmart parking lot, right? <laughs> Right. And it, right, it always kills rat. We couldn't swing past it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that stuff always kills me because they'll name like, oh, I wish you would have came to this town. And you're like, like you pull up a map right? and you go like, bro, we were in fucking Indianapolis. Like you wanted us in in Noblesville, which is 30 minutes away. Like, yeah, it's like, how, how much closer can you get? Right. Logistically, like without playing a show to three people in nobles yeah <laughs> right well and like you know looking at the uh you know the the tour list um the date that i'm probably going to go to i'm i live about an hour north of indianapolis the date i'm going to go to is uh you guys are playing bogarts in cincinnati to wrap up the tour that's a nice. two and a half three hour drive for me but it's fucking worth doing it damn you know? real one you're real one yeah. you know what's crazy though i found uh what differs between like country to country is in the states i feel like people drive a lot less to shows whereas australia like maybe because there's like less places for bands to hit like i i lived like an hour and a half south of the city so if i wanted to see a show i would drive it just it doesn't really feel like that much yeah. to me but like i remember there was this one this one time in um virginia a few years ago some um couple came to our show for their like honeymoon i think it was and they're like, oh, we left, we left like, you know, our kid with the babysitter. We got a hotel. And I was like, oh, how far do you live away? They're like, oh, half an hour. <laughs> like, Jesus. What? <laughs> yeah. It's what? crazy. It, it like, is. You know, like, it's treated like more of like a, uh, uh, 
more a more serious thing like driving like half an hour instead of like yeah like i used to drive like an hour and a half to band practice when this band first started so <laughs> i don't know yeah. Just, yeah it's funny yeah it no it, it really is and i think you know especially someone maybe it's my age too you know what i mean i'm 38 so like i've been doing music journalism for almost 20 years now things like that but like I, I can vividly remember. In fact, it just happened last year. I drove fucking five and a half hours to get to Cleveland to see a show, like five. just to go see a show. And I drove home that night. Like I got up, I went to the okay. show, fucking that, had a great time and drove home. You're an animal. <laughs> you're an animal. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, it, it was rough. I won't lie. You know, I yeah, pulled yeah. in the garage at fucking four in the morning, but still, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went straight to bed. I hibernated <laughs> for like a solid 12 hours. It, oh, was, no. it was intense. But but no, I guess the, the point there is like, you know, again, you guys coming over from Australia, especially, you know, okay, looking at this, this list, you're going to hit Minneapolis, uh, Omaha, like a few different dates in Texas. Like, don't wait for it to be in your backyard. Like, yeah. it's okay to make the track. Cause like, just think about like, if there's anyone on the fence listening, just think about how many kilometers we've already traveled. You're right. <laughs> just get over to this fucking, this island. And then we, you know, we're, we can't really get that close. So, you know, yeah. what? if we, we can, if you drive half an hour and we play heads or tails with the coin at the show, I might buy your fuel. That's okay. a good game. That's a good yeah. game for us. <laughs> it's a risk, but you know, we'll, we'll play it um it'll be a loaded no, coin though it'll be a loaded coin for sure and I, yeah yeah it's going to be the the two-faced coin from batman yeah <laughs> um so yeah let's talk about you know joining up with your friends you guys have have known these guys for a long time real friends and knuckle puck kind of coming through the scene together um kind of been able to grow up together obviously real friends had you know their lineup changes and stuff but What's it mean to to be able to come back and play this roughly month long, you know, run with them of like, let's get back to the roots. It's, it is pretty cool because like when, when I first like started like wanting to sing, these were two bands that I used to like try and sing along to like the early EPs that they released. And um, I don't think we've toured with either one of them ever yet until now so like it's it's cool to like you know we've always kind of wanted to play shows with these bands they're both great bands um so it is cool to finally be doing that it feels like like we yeah it might you, you think we would have done it like a lot sooner right like just because like the style of music you know like um but yeah it is it is super cool we're very excited um to tour with these guys like both have a mountain of great songs probably gonna lose my voice every night singing their songs after my own set <laughs> hey you know that's that's the beauty of opening right you still get to party at the end of your set uh, <laughs> you'll see me at merch as i just slowly just right. unravel <laughs> that's another well, then, thing guys I'll be, I'll be selling our own merch if you want to come up and say hi after you've driven half an hour you can tell me all about it yeah see and again being an independent band you know like not again to pull the curtain back a little bit but as an no, independent band, you guys are the ones driving most nights to the shows. You're the ones setting up merch. You're setting up your gear. Like there's not a whole, there's a whole team behind you in the sense of obviously the fan base drives you. Right. 
but like oh, you'd be the show. yeah yeah i know what you mean like you'd be surprised like uh between you and me are pretty minimal like touring crew band like we have we'll have a photographer and like that's it <laughs> yeah like the, the last tour was the first time we actually like had a driver um which was a huge investment for our band but i like i think we definitely needed it like you know like like you're saying the late night drives and stuff like sometimes you don't leave the venue until like midnight and then mm-hmm. if you've got like a you know whatever drive tomorrow like it's just soup it's painful if, if you can't do it through the night and like you know it's rough if like only only one of our boys have driven through the night and then the rest of us wake up you know all refreshed and then right. <laughs> just fucking dead so like yeah like and it took us like five six tours to even like us tours to even consider getting a driver you know what i mean like yeah let alone a sound guy or you know Right. Well, you know, to put it in perspective, not to worry you, but your first two nights, you're in Minneapolis. And then the next night you're in Omaha. I just Googled it. That is a five hour and 38 minute drive. You know, like, again, people mm. don't don't take that into consideration that. And you, you know, know, it's funny. That's a good one. That's right. A good yeah. Business, <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. there's like eight or nine that you have to get to the next day. And you're like, how? Yeah. Well, especially without a driver and like, by no means do you guys anticipate putting on a bad show or anything like that. But like, there are going to be times, obviously just the nature of the beast that like, I don't have the energy to do everything, you know? And that's why it's like, that's why I love the support time set time. Right. (laughs) It's not as long, you know, you can like kind of like pull, pull a cat out of the bag. uh, Most nights. Well, that was that's not the saying I'm looking for. Pull the rabbit. No, out it's not. But I I knew what you meant. <laughs> like the monkey's again, out of the bottle, man. Again, to put it in perspective for fans on the um, on the 19th, you're going to be in San Antonio at Vibes, and on the 20th, you're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at the Sunshine Theater. That is a 10 hour and 56 minute drive. So that's like you got to do like at least four the night of the show you know what i mean because you yeah. also don't you don't want to be say you go to bed straight after the show and you just you just sleep in you know at the venue in your car or whatever that you don't really want to be waking up at 6 a.m and then doing an eight hour drive or 10 hour drive yeah. and then just like as soon as you rock up you have to load in for sound check like you that's when it starts to become like you start to really become just cooked like you just go 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 yeah like the drive the whole 10 hour drive will be boring but then you rock up it's like fuck (laughs) we gotta do a we gotta do sound check and stuff right now so it definitely helps like just to stay a bit more sane you know if like having a driver um i don't know if i completely just rambled and just went off topic no that's that's (laughs) totally totally good with what we're talking about because i again you know just trying to drive drive home the point you know you guys are making the investment to come over here and sacrificing you know a lot of of you know sleep and things like that to make these yeah the the sanity (laughs) of you know in a a 11 hour drive to play back-to-back shows is kind of fucking insane yeah it is but that's why we appreciate you know when there's people that come out that you know have seen us a million times or they haven't seen us at all or you know there's we experienced the last couple times that there's groups of like fans that like come to multiple shows like 10 shows on a run yeah which is wild like 
and even for them that becomes a, a hugely expensive trip just like yeah. it, it is for <laughs> us so we definitely appreciate it for sure yeah for sure and you know i think that's a an interesting thing to for fans to think about too is like you know if they're if you're kind of in the middle of two two places like maybe hit both shows like sure it's an extra I don't know. Ticketmaster is gonna fuck the prices, but you know it's an extra twenty dollars yeah, yeah. a ticket. But that's how we like we like um, our favorite thing to do. I think as a band is is play a live show to people that maybe haven't seen us before, and then try and convince them to come to another show. <laughs> right. You know? Like make them have so much fun. They're like, "Fuck, I need to spend another fifty dollars and come again." <laughs> Well, and especially your, uh, the California stretch of this tour, you guys hit San Diego, Santa Ana, Fresno, and a lot of San places Jose. we haven't been to before. Yeah. We've only been to San Diego, I think, on that list. Yeah. And, and those are all relatively within driving distance of each other to where, like, realistically, those fans could hit all four well, of those if they really wanted. wanted. Yeah. yeah. No pressure, guys, but. No, we're holding you to that. That's the benchmark. <laughs> if you're not at all four, then. You yeah, suck. Get the hell out of uh, <laughs> no, but I do think it's interesting that, you know, streaming wise and, you know, just kind of your overall fan base is very much US based um, because it does seem like Australian bands have a harder time. Honestly, any foreign band has a harder time breaking into the US market. What do you think has contributed to you guys being able to somewhat seamlessly break in? For sure, it's been the like the combination of the style of music we play. For sure, like pop punk, especially like when we started, like the type of pop punk that we were doing, yeah, um, was very, very much a America, you know, vibe. Uh, Australian music is like either like uh, there was a lot of hardcore back then. Now it's like kind of more indie bands indie like surf bands you know which is Mm -hmm. sick but um and uh but yeah it's like that's why our our music naturally lends itself to america and because we're on a american label as well so like our fan base just kind of came a lot from i guess when we put out overthinking on hopeless in like 2017 Mm -hmm. and so like you know i feel like we, we we definitely did get a lot of um an american fan base for that which we're super thankful for you know um It'd be it'd be convenient if we were a band that was formed in America, right? Yeah, things would be a lot easier and a lot cheaper. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, if, we're, if we're a band that formed in America, then we'd be playing like surf, surfer rock music, and they'd be like, "Damn, we gotta get to Australia." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grass is always greener, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about a little bit of that. So you know, you guys were on Hopeless. You you know break into the scene, um, and. I think overthinking, you know, did very, very well, Mm. but I really think where, at least for me, where, where you guys really popped onto my radar and everything was, everything is temporary. Um, Mm. You know, Dakota is your number one streamed song on, on Spotify as of our conversation right now, 13 million streams, you know, like what's it, what's obviously you're chasing that high, right? Like to have a song that does that. And then you're like, fuck, where do we go? (laughs) No, for sure. I, um, a lot of it too, like, is right place, right time, right? Like, um, at the, at the time, like, you know, maybe there was a void, you know, in 
in that the space and then Dakota might have filled that void and like was very lucky like you know new band from Australia just signed to a label you know got all the playlists and stuff like yeah and that was like yeah like you said like the first one of the first songs that people kind of heard about uh from our band it was definitely like our catchiest song I think at like you know as of when we released it um but I also think it's a combination of like I think that was like the last time like that area that that time period was like the last time people really paid attention to labels you can correct me Mm -hmm. if I'm way off here but I can't remember the last time I'm like I I like uh subscribed to like a a a label page and like kept up with videos you know aside from like you know back then I feel like it's you know everyone's moved to TikTok now and no one's really like keeping tabs of like what bands are on labels because people shift all the time. There's so many independent artists and stuff. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think that like, yeah, the, the label appeal still had its appeal when we released our first album, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now, like you can, you can kind of just do, I don't know, like we're putting out a new song independently, obviously tomorrow. And, um, it's already got like a lot more pre-saves than anything we've ever done. And it's an independent release. So you, you never know. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I've been again, doing the music journalism thing for so long that I do think there definitely was a, a period of time where like you could go up to anybody in the different genre scenes and say like, who's your favorite label? they they could name who their favorite label was but then they could tell you who's on that roster you know and like, yeah it was like kind of like um like a a sports team you know yeah yeah for sure you know back and in the day like, like fueled yeah. by ramen or fearless or hopeless back in the day like 100%, people were being, so excited like in high school i used to like you know scroll through the labels all the time and like try and find new music but like i don't know if it's just because i'm older or whatever but i, I just feel like the, the yeah the label effect has has just, the dynamic has changed that's what i'm trying to say i guess like maybe it'll come back who knows like you just kind of never know where where it's going maybe tiktok will have its own label maybe it does maybe i'm just clueless if, yeah if they do i don't know about it yet but i wouldn't be surprised if they're not yeah. you know on the back end of of some label like helping feed the the channel yeah 100%. um yeah, no, and I, I do think, you know, there probably will be a resurgence of labels at some point. Like, obviously, they all still exist and stuff. But with the digital age now, I don't want to say they're obsolete, but they're almost not necessary. That's close. No, 100%. I think that back in the day, like, you couldn't really tour unless you had a label, you know? Yeah. And now, now like, not to... um not to shit on like labels or whatever, but it's like, it's especially like if, if anybody's in, listening here and wants yeah, to sign, especially, <laughs> especially if hopeless records are listening. No. Um, <laughs> you just have to like kind of weigh up now. It's like, if you're a new band, you know, it's been doing like DIY stuff on, on, you know, YouTube or TikTok or whatever. It's like, what do you, what do you want out of a label? You know, what can they, what can they give you? And essentially it's just money because right. they don't even really offer fan bases anymore. Like we we're talking about, like, you don't really like find your favorite label and keep and keep, you know, keeping up to date with what they release. Like, I don't think that's really a thing anymore. So like, you're not, you're not quite getting it. You know, you're not being exposed to like a dedicated fan base anymore. Um, so the only thing you'd really 
be after is money. But then you have to right. pay it all back like times five. So just, you know, <laughs> don't yeah. <even> bother. <laughs> Unless yeah. there's like a big shift in like the industry and like, and, you know, people, labels start, you know, offering some crazy deal that's in favor of the artists. But I mean, that's a that day. Yeah, that's a bold, uh, bold hope there, you know, not, not saying labels are like the evil, you know, empire. No, no, by it's just any like means. the nature of the, just right. how it is, you know? When, what I often say is labels are the music industry's bank. Like mm. if you were to go take a loan out from a bank to do this thing, it'd be the same concept. You still It'd pay that better. money back yeah because like for example um i like using this analogy um maybe it's peeling back the curtain too much um fuck but like <laughs> yeah fuck them you know what they say fuck them <laughs> uh spotify for example like every every million or so streams equates to like six thousand ish dollars that's a million streams that's a million copies you know what i mean right just for uh, just for a little sliver of the cake so like if you if you do uh decoder what's that 13 13 yeah like 13.2 right now times six what's the math on that give me some quick math (laughs) i'm terrible at math give me two (laughs) seconds here it's roughly seventy nine thousand. Seventy nine thousand. that's a lot of money that you'd think we would have but right because of like you know like the nature of the you know artist um percentage we were getting like like 11 roughly 11 ish cents from every dollar so so like if you if you take that number and times it by 0.11 8700 bucks you'll see how much money we probably actually would have paid so that's probably how much money we've paid off for the record because you can only pay it off through your percentage you know what i mean oh yeah so you yeah. recoup the you recoup it off your percentage so you'd actually be better getting a bank loan don't take finance advice from me my, my finances are all <laughs> fucked up but in theory you know yeah like it'd be you, you can you can pay off a bank loan a lot quicker instead of it's a fly chasing me um instead of <laughs> yeah that way i'm not saying you know it's a it's an evil scheme or whatever it's just like a it's just a business and it's just the way it has always been yeah (laughs) and and that's that's the key there is it's always been that way and i think when a like revival of labels comes in i think those contracts are going to have to look different hopefully that coincides with the revival of cds (laughs) yeah and and you know people don't think about that or maybe the the youth don't know about it. Like we're both old enough. We bought CDs, we bought, you know, vinyl vinyls kind of making a resurgence, but like going into a store and buying a CD was honestly one of the better ways to support a band back in the day. Dude, I used to just buy a CD, like by the look of the cover, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Like that. There's just like, I watched all the CD shops and stuff get like demolished in like, you know, where I grew up and stuff I'm like, damn, no CD shops anymore. Like, that was such yeah. like a core, a core memory for everyone, like going in and it's like having pocket money or whatever and just buying like five CDs. Yeah. I yeah. guess there's different no. ways of doing it now, you know? There, I mean, there is, but like nothing will ever feel the same as what we no, you know yeah. got to experience with it. Dude, um, back in that day, like you could release a single with an acoustic version and a live version, and it'd be its own fucking disc. Yeah. 
yeah crazy. and crazy and now you know now on the streaming side of it like you could still do that right like obviously mm. when you're recording you could easily do the acoustic version yeah. while you do a, a mastered version but like cool i put them both up to stream and only one is going to stream you know what i mean you're yeah. never going to get the money exactly. for both. exactly and that's like just to go back to that, that figure that we came up with before for dakota like think about how like how much like it, it costs us to go overseas and stuff like and how helpful that money would be if you yeah. know if you made it all back like it'd make it a lot easier and a lot you know less less stressful but that's also one of those you live and you learn yeah <laughs> things still living still learning still losing money hey but you know i think the the thing with it is you know one of the goals is obviously to bring to light this issue like not in the like not in the fuck the establishment sort of way no fully it's just like just um it's just it's cool for people to i, I know i would have wanted to know to i would have been interested in stuff like this like prior to being in a band like it's just it's just interesting to know like when you think you see like a music video and you're like oh this band must be you know whatever and then they're just like stopping at Taco Bell, like with two dollars, trying to get a, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. burrito. So that, and that's the thing, you know, when you're, you can attest to this on the road. Like dollar menus are the fucking way to go, right? Like McDonald's, Absolutely. Wendy's, yeah, fucking yeah. gas station burritos, whatever I can do for a couple bucks. I don't know if it's just because we're like, uh, just our personalities, or because we're Australian. But I think peeling back the curtain is funny. That's why we kind of like used to, you know make these tweets you know about hopeless where other bands maybe wouldn't like kind of like to preserve the the band look yeah but i don't know i think we just find it interesting like because you don't really know really you don't not really many people say it yeah. online like so like it's definitely i do find it interesting um yeah for sure and you know not that we're playing the holier than thou card or anything either but like hopefully somebody will listen to this that's starting a band and they're like shit these are things i need to think about when we're going out 100 and that, like that's and i you know what even if someone said this to to me when when we had the contract in front of us like it would have been very hard to convince me other, you know otherwise so right. it is one of those things like you, you kind of just have to you can take as much advice or like do as much research as you want but doing it yourself you're gonna you're gonna know a lot quicker unless you sign up for like 10 years and sign your whole life away and then you're fucked but yeah but you know there are horror stories on that side of it too because that's what victory records used to do to to a lot of bands was sign them mm -hmm. for the seven to ten year contract and then you know lawsuit after lawsuit happened and yeah. now they don't even exist anymore and they still technically owe a few bands some money yeah, so yeah. you know like do that's you really like risk of... that <laughs> For us, at least, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't plan on. No, you're good. On a label rant. No, you're and fine. <laughs> people, people listening, this isn't a rant. It's just, I just, I just find it interesting. Like, um, when we were on Hopeless, um, the it was for like four records, and we signed in like 2016, and think of how much time it took us to put out two records. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we put out another two, it could be another five years down the track. And not that that's a bad thing. It's like, but if you, um, if you're relying on the band to start making more money, like 
it, it does become a lot more difficult when all of the, you know, you're only getting paid through a percentage or you're only recouping through a percentage. Um, that's why we kind of got to a point where we we're like, fuck, like, I don't even think the band could keep going if, if we, right. You know, we're still on a label like financially. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a kind of sad and scary thing to think about too, though. Right. Like, mm. because again, the perception from, most fans is oh they're signed to a label they're fine like everything's good and it's like yeah no i'm slowly bleeding money yeah people I like people wonder stuff. like why do, why do bands like kind of break up all of a sudden sometimes it's just because of like it's just financially not yeah not, uh what's the word i'm looking for it's just not doable you know like and then that just at you're away and not making money and then you like just get all this stress and stuff and then you just got to get burnt out you know yeah so people like people like that are like oh my favorite band like they were they were so good why'd they break up like you know all these things go into it yeah well it's fucking yeah. labels man <laughs> <laughs> it, it has a little bit to do with them but no like you said it's not financially stable it's you know people have lives they get girlfriends wives you know whatever want to have kids just some people just get burnt out in the music industry, you know, and that's, yeah. it sucks, but that's just the reality of life. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about speaking of, of being burnt out and kind of realities of life. Let's talk a little bit about Armageddon, you know, that, that drops um, right as everybody, well, I say right as, but while everybody is just locked at fucking home and can't do shit, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what went into this idea? Like, obviously you guys were had been working on the music and stuff, but like mm. mentally, what did that do to you to know that like, we're releasing this during lockdowns. We can't get out and tour yeah. very well. Like what's yeah. this do? It was, that was such a crazy time. Me and the boys are talking about that. Um, yesterday or the day before, like, cause we were in, we were doing a tour at the time and then we were going to go straight to recording in Canada with Sam afterwards. Um, but then we had to cut the tour short, like halfway through because, we were in Ohio and it was about to get like closed off and we're like, fuck, just get to Canada. Right. <laughs> so like everything was like falling apart in the States. And then we got to Canada and everything seemed fine, you know, for like a few days, like it hadn't really got there yet. And we, we were like, oh, maybe it's just going to be a thing that's like contained in a couple of States or whatever. Um, and then like we, we got to an Airbnb or something. That's another thing. Like we were, we were struggling over there. We had um, no money. We had no nothing. And we're like to our label, please like help us. <laughs> and they did shit all. So yeah. Another thing, don't trust the label. <laughs> don't trust the label, kids. <laughs> um, but so yeah, we, we were staying up there in an Airbnb and not really knowing, like at that point, we only had like half of the songs that made it on the record at that point. So like if we ended up recording then, it would have been completely different, you know, outcome. Yeah. So again, right place, right time. You know, we had to suddenly fly home, which was wild. So we're like, I don't know, what is, are we going to record ever? Is, is like the world just going into quarantine forever, post-apocalyptic, right? whatever the fuck was happening. And yeah, and then, but then we just had more time to, I guess, uh, write more songs. And we found a way to get Sam down to Australia on like a, some working visa loophole bullshit yeah. <laughs> somehow around. labeled him a, a central worker somehow <laughs> yeah no literally um 
and yeah, we 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 got to make it happen. But it, yeah, it was in COVID, and it was I felt bad for Sam because he wanted to come down and like see Australia, and he he got to see such a, a minuscule corner in a studio. You know what I mean? But yeah, but it it was good in a way that even though we because we didn't know how long we weren't going to be able to tour for, at least we had an album recorded where right. you know we could we could still put out music and not not uh stay relevant but like you know keep the ball rolling um because if we hadn't got that recorded you know in covid we would be so much further behind right now yeah yeah for so, sure you know, timing definitely worked out for us i think you know and i've i've talked to a lot of bands um during the the lockdowns as well but um you know looking back it it seems to be a recurring theme obviously the pandemic was this major tragedy, but for the music industry, at least it leveled the playing field to some degree. So like you knew everybody had to stop, you knew everybody could only do yeah. so much. So it, yeah, cause it like it's, it's easy to feel. It. Yeah. It was easy to feel like, sorry for yourself. But then the fact that everyone else was, you know, I don't know if that gave some people comfort or, you know, whatever, but it's like, it made you feel at least like, ah, oh, it's not just, it's not just me that's in a rut. It's the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which, you know, is kind of the, the pop punk and emo way to look at it, right? Like if I'm going to be miserable, everybody should be miserable. At least everyone's miserable with me. Yeah. Um, so on that album, you guys got to work with yours truly. You got to work with Michaela. What does it mean, you know, seeing their kind of influence now as well? Um, and Michaela has said that you guys were an influence into their band and things. What's it like being able to work with, you know, friends? Cause that's really what it boils down to is having friends on the record and supporting each other. Yeah. Like the Australia is like one of the sickest bands to come out of Australia ever. Yeah. They just, I don't know. They just keep doing bigger and better things. I'm so stoked for Michaela. Michaela would be one of my best friends, like, you know, band or no band would be hanging out every other you know, weekend back in Sydney. So the fact that we've been friends for so long and able to work together, because we've done we've done a song together before on um on their EP. But this one came together funny. I might have told the story before, but um uh we were like doing a writing day or something and this song was called uh We're All Going to Hell at the time, I think. And it was just way different. But like Michaela always was like, oh, that one's sick. That could be on Transformers. Um, and so by, when the time came to like get Michaela on a song, like it was the song that she that she brought up like, you know, a year ago. She's like, oh, I like that one. So it's was, it was kind of cool how it was full circle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like obviously super, super talented, amazing voice. Um, did the feature in like one afternoon and just smashed it just smash it out of the park yeah so thank you Michaela <laughs> she she is a powerhouse and that you know again it goes back to honestly the the Australian music scene in general I think needs to have more eyes on it especially in the pop punk realm you know with you guys yours truly eat your heart out stand excuse me stand Atlantic like there's so much powerful music coming out of there and like you all have great messages, but at the same time, it's just fucking fun music. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it doesn't have to be like this revolution. It's like, I want to fucking party. I'm going to make an Australian mm. pop punk mix and party. Like, 
to be honest, like that's that's kind of what inspired the new song, to be honest. Because like the uh, like we were just talking about Armageddon, that was like a pretty heavy record. Well, like it, at least it started more like heavier. Like some songs got switched out um, for some songs we wrote in there. So like the it it was it did used to be more um, Armageddon topic heavy, even yeah. though it already kind of is. But um, so like there was a lot of like I don't know like deep not deep song like deep songs I guess so like with the new stuff I guess I'm at a point in my life where I just want to yeah write fun music you know like just good vibe music doesn't yeah. have to be doesn't have to mean you know doesn't have to have some super layered meaning right because like, I just like listening to to fun music you know I'm not I'm not always searching for a deep meaning in a song I just want to feel like a certain type of way so yeah Wow. Which I think, you know, that brings us into the uh, single that's dropping since you guys are time traveling down there tomorrow for any fans <laughs> as of us recording this, you know, tomorrow for, for you guys, uh, two days for me. Uh, but you guys are dropping Nevermind. I got to check it out thanks to the team, um, you know, hooking me up with a, a link and everything. <laughs> and it it's fucking dope. And like you said, it it's this party vibe like it yeah. is i don't want to say fully carefree because obviously if you're looking for meaning in the song you can find meaning in the song the beauty of music right but if you just hit fucking play you're just gonna have a great fucking time yeah just um, like a, a slow headbanger you know yeah yeah it's it's just a fucking vibe man and <laughs> you. you know that sounds so like cliche to say especially now with the era of tiktok but um talk a little bit about this (laughs) right talk a little bit about this this transformation because i think it may catch some old fans off off guard a little bit for sure but i don't think it's so alienating that they can't get into it no of course and like i listened to older stuff that we've made like um when i was a lot younger my voice is changing all the time like i was fucking garbage back in the first record and the ep like fucking dreadful now I can actually sing a bit better. So like I wrote that song on like an acoustic guitar in, you know, like, and it just like, it kind of came together pretty quickly. I wasn't, I wasn't setting out to, to make a party song. It just like kind of, I was writing to another song and I wasn't really getting anywhere with it. And then um, I was just like, oh, well, I've got the guitar out. I'll just try one more thing before I wrap up the night. And I did this stupid, like the riff, like the easy dong bump boom 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 and maybe i was just going insane but i'm like this could be something <laughs> and, sleep um, deprivation was hitting yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so i don't know it just like it came naturally and those are the ones that i really like the ones that come naturally because you don't you know you don't have to put much thought into it you're like maybe this is where i want to go yeah because it's it's coming to me so easy and i think like the you're saying like it could be a bit astray i agree with you especially if you're a fan of like our first record and our ep and the more like like fast the faster you know circle pit pop punk songs yeah but i'd say that this one's like a a mixture of like real world and deadbeat from armageddon you know it's like Mm -hmm. rock chorus or whatever and then just like kind of pop verse yeah you know i think there's there's a 
yeah, it's not going to be too far short of people listening and go, what the fuck? <laughs> right, right. You guys didn't switch over to, to a country band by any fucking no. stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no, but we could. <laughs> hey, you know, go for it. Like, what's the worst that could happen, right? Um, I mean, you know, Taylor Swift is killing it on her tour. So just fucking ride out that, be her opener. Like, it, it'd be fine. I would love to, Taylor, if you're listening. <laughs> We'll see if we can't get this in our hands somehow. Uh, <laughs> that'd be incredible. Um, so let's, you know, kind of circle back a little bit to this tour. You guys are coming over and you're going to rock out for a month. It's been a little while since you've been over here. What are you looking forward to? Because obviously, you know, the the U.S. market versus the Australian market are, are different as far as kids and scenes. And then you have the food and, you know, the, all the joys of tour. What's on the list yeah. for you? Um, interesting. Interesting question. Because this tour, we're going to a lot of places that we haven't been to before, like Omaha and, you know, all the places in um, California. So I'm excited to see, like, new places and, and meet, you know, new fans, um, especially the ones that don't want to drive half an hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> now we're excited to meet, um, you know, new people, see new places, obviously, and just playing shows. Like, we... We've been not playing for like three, three, four months now. Um, yeah. So it's, it'll be good to, you know, scratch the itch and, and get back out there. Um, yeah. Always funny going to gas stations. You know, we love stopping in the gas stations, seeing all the weird shit, the rotating hot dogs. That blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. Just like excited. To, like we love meeting like the bands as well. Like obviously like we've crossed paths with these bands a couple of times, but you know, uh, getting to hang out with people, just pick people's brains, listen to good music, you know? Yeah. All of it. So since you brought up gas stations, I have to ask, because you guys have toured the entire U.S. Yeah. Bucky's, Wawa, Sheets, like what's the gas station that if you guys could just oh, can only man. stop at one place, where are we going? It's either Wawa or Sheets. Has to be. Yeah. Like Bucky's is cool, but like it's, for you know it's an acquired not acquired it's like a very specific food you're after there you know what i mean like yeah. it's you're walking well, out and, with a brisket in your hand <laughs> and it's it's kind of overwhelming right like you're not a it's fucking like gas a, station no it's like not only is it a, f- a food heavy gas station it's also got merch and like mugs yeah. and cups and shirts and like it's like where do i even begin yeah but like sheets and wawa is just like you know deep fried you know, chicken nugget food. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's what you want after a show, you know? It, yeah, it's and you always stop it there. It's like midnight or one. You're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so what's the, the remainder of the year look like? I know we're obviously still in the first quarter of the year, but, you know, you guys are getting over for this tour. What's mm. the rest of 2023 kind of look like for you guys without, you know, spoiling anything? Yeah. But as an independent <clears throat> band, you don't have to worry about that. Spoil, smile, who cares? It's looking pretty busy towards the back half of the year, which is, you know, very exciting and very daunting at the same time because still running that line of how the fuck am I going to pay for it? But hey, we'll figure it out when we get to it. All right. <laughs> like, we just decided wait, bank loans are the way yeah, to go. <laughs> exactly. We're trying to do like a, you know, a hometown headline again because we haven't done that in, um, in a, like a year. It'll be like a year by the time we, you know, get to doing that again. Um, 
we want to do a headliner in the states we want to get back over to the uk and europe um did want to try and hit japan again but don't know if that'll happen um but yeah like the us back, is expensive but how expensive is japan to get to and and tour it's not as bad it's, it's you know it's fairly close um we, we've been, that was the first international tour we've did and and the deal that we kind of had with um who took us over was like we weren't really going to make money from like you know whatever but we weren't losing money either so we kind of yeah. just went like it was a it was a fun holiday while getting to yeah. play <laughs> yeah. our first international shows so crazy yeah that's dope that's dope uh, um, yeah like pretty busy back after the year so obviously just, you're working on new music too right yeah that's where we are now we're just trying to write some bangers <laughs> who knows what they're going to sound like right <laughs> well i'm digging never mind so far i mean you know it's got to be it's got to be good I, um, so. I really have so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i think this is going to be honestly i think this is going to be one of those songs though that like once it drops once it's out there um the diehard fans are obviously going to discover it pretty quickly, you know, but I think it's, it's going to be one of those that has just a, a very minor slow burn to it. Like once it starts hitting some of those playlists and things like that, baby. it blows up. Yeah. I, I think so. it's going to quickly it's be keep that. pushing it on TikTok. It's there making a go, TikTok you know? song and that's where all the money is. But, and, and that's the thing though, man. Like if you really look at some of these artists that have broken out over the last couple of years, or the, honestly, over the last year, like, look at bad omens going from virtual, like, I don't mean this as negative as it sounds, but going from virtually unknown to having just pretend blow up on TikTok, And then they sold out three tours back to back. Like yeah. who does that? It's it, the, the power of, of the app is annoyingly huge. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish it yeah. was, I wish it was one that you could just uh, look, I don't want to talk, talk bad on it, but it's just like, sometimes, you know, you you, you can just never tell what you know when you're writing a song like you can kind of tell if it's going to be good with a tiktok you're like is it even going to do good i have right. no idea yeah so sometimes you might spend time you know x amount of time doing it for it to get nowhere yeah and then like sometimes you can put up garbage and like we put up a, a video of us like eating mcdonald's like when we were drunk and it got like half a million views and like, this has nothing to do with the actual band. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, so. But that's the fucked up thing about the algorithm. And again, not to shit on it, but like everybody's algorithm is so fucking weird that like mm -hmm. the music side plays a factor, but then there's so many people that watch just, you know, the, the muck bangs or whatever you want to call it of, yeah, yeah. I just want to see the stupid shit and their, their algorithm is going to, pop up with you guys just being drunk eating eating 100%. mcdonald's and <laughs> whatever so sorry um, lagging for you you are barely just now but it's still okay. audio is still coming through clean so we're okay we're okay um and we're on the tail end of this anyway so uh i was just so, talking about my battery and it has and it has nine percent so oh, no we're <laughs> we're good we're <laughs> We're literally a couple minutes away from the end here anyway. So I'm having a good time though. Don't yeah. take that the wrong way. No, no, I I appreciate Get me the that. Fuck out of here. <laughs> right. Oh no, my Wi-Fi went out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um no, so to to kind of wrap up what I've been doing here lately is I bought this game called Hot Takes. Uh and it's just 
kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but stupid fucking okay. questions. So I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to pick two of them okay. at random here, kind of. <laughs> and I just want to see what your hot take is on this. So some of them are real yeah. dumb. Some of them are like actually controversial. But uh, the first one seems like a pretty fun one. If you drink all of the Kool-Aid from the Kool-Aid man, does he stay alive? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh no, I think it basically goes to. I think he's dead. Is he the? Yeah, is he the Kool Aid or is he the, or is the he jar? The, the jar. Like, <laughs> I think. Mm. I think the the Kool Aid is his his living like juice. His, yeah, like his, <laughs> his blood. battery. <laughs> yeah, his blood. That's a better one. <laughs> yeah, that guy's dead. Um, and then let's do. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Uh, they should stop making live action remakes of Disney's animated movies. They should. Oh, I would. I, I'm not a fan of of live action remakes in general. So right. just put a stop. Just put a halt to that right now. Yeah. No, and I, I totally agree. I was thinking about it when I was skimming through those the other day. I saw that one, and I'm like, I I don't want to say any of them have been bad from Disney, but, but like, like when was none the last of them are great. It, you're like, oh, this is better. This yeah. this needed this never right you know what exactly I mean? like, it's never, never been it like go, this is this was what everyone was yearning for <laughs> right like man I wish in ninety seven they would have fucking done this like no I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome man I'm a, again really excited for for this tour um kind of the standard outro for you obviously we'll link all the socials and everything but best way for people to find you and interact online what do we damn what are we doing? um if you wanna see what we're doing online you can follow us on at b-y-a-m-a-u-s on instagram on twitter on tiktok i think it's the same uh spotify is between you and me uh follow us on there to you know in case your algorithm doesn't put our release promo <laughs> right <laughs> your way you can follow us on spotify or apple music and and just be fed the bangers straight from there without having to you know look at our faces online <laughs> Um, I mean, we all have personal socials, but you can find them. Um, yeah. I don't post anything interesting anyway. I don't even, like, <laughs> I don't even like having social media, but go follow the band for sure. <laughs> See, and I think that comes with age again, because I only have social media because of doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just because you have to. Right. There's no other way to survive in the world without. Oh, no, right my now. computer went off. My, my screen went off. Am I still there? Yep. You're still here. So that's everything that's I had anyway. So, <laughs> um, Oh fuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no worries. The laptop, man. the laptop died. No worries. I was really wrapping up anyway. And like you were like, Am I still here? I'm like, yeah. And then as soon as I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just totally gone. I was like, fuck. Um <laughs> no, all I was gonna all I had left to say was I'm looking forward to the tour, man. I'll definitely be out. We'll we'll link up whatever. Dude, um, of course. Let's grab so, yeah, yeah. So uh I'll keep you guys posted on, on this going live. I'm going to try, I think this it'll go live before the tour happens. So um, we'll, we'll use it for some promotion for you on that. And then um, yeah, if you guys need anything from me, I, I plan on uh, photographing the show and stuff, but you know, if you need anything from me, just let me know. And we'll uh, thank you, man. We'll you, you up, I appreciate so. you. Thank you very much for having me on. I, I quite enjoyed this. I've had a couple of, um, you know, more over the top, interviews lately so it's good to have just a conversation so i appreciate yeah. you and your time not, not a problem man i appreciate it and if 
if you ever want to do it again, just let me know. I'm, I'm always up of for course. it. So I'll charge my computer properly. Next time. <laughs> all good, man. All good. <laughs> Dude, take it easy. I'll, I'll see you uh, in America. Hey. Yeah. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Have a good one, mate. See ya. See ya. See ya. And that was my conversation with Jake from between you and me. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. I know I did. Definitely stoked for them coming back to the States to see them on tour. Um, Going to be out with Real Friends and Knuckle Puck. Going to be a fucking insane show. Um, but yeah, I, I want to hear what you guys think. Take a look at the tour dates. Let the band know uh, in the comments of this, you know, what dates you're going to be at, you know, where you want to see them things like that. Um, as always, I'll have all the social media links in the description of the podcast as well. Um, but yeah, let the, let the boys know that you listened to this podcast, that you, uh, enjoyed it hopefully. Um, and you know, I definitely think Jake and I are going to have a few more conversations, uh, in the relative near future. Uh, and talk about, you know, all things, maybe all things music industry or the trials and tribulations of a, a band trying to get into the States or something, you know, there's obviously a ton of stuff we can discuss, but, um, huge shout out to him for taking the time to do this again. You guys know, I always really appreciate it whenever an artist takes the time, but especially when they're overseas um because of the time zone difference it was morning for jake it was afternoon slash evening for me um he's australian so he was time traveling he was technically a day ahead of us like it's fucking weird but uh (laughs) hope you guys enjoyed it as always tons of great episodes coming up as well um a lot of stuff that i want you to check out just a lot of stuff coming. So as always, appreciate the support you guys give me. Um, Let me know in the comments on the Instagram post of this podcast who you want me to interview. Um, I've played with doing a little bit of the YouTube videos in the past. I've uploaded a few of the, the conversations. Let me know if that's something you guys are looking for and would like to to see the conversation instead of just hear it um it's a little bit more work for me but if you guys are interested in it i definitely want to do that so um that's everything guys that's that's this episode of the podcast um again hope you enjoyed it appreciate everything you do for me um and remember take care of yourselves take care of each other And you make the scene.